Spread your jams and drizzle your syrups. Why is it so sticky? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, there's good news and bad news in the Dyson household, Matt O'Kine. Okay, is this... I was going to ask you about your current living situation with the rooms because you're back in the studio. No, man, I'm in the living room, man. You're still... Yeah, studio apartment is happening. We've got two offices, but the good news is Victoria had a good couple of days. I'm looking forward to the announcement today. See how we're going. Trajectory is good. A lot of people doing the right thing. That is awesome looking up. The downside is... My llama drama is continuing <laughs> because over the weekend, Woods, who's been d- launching her album on Minecraft, did a little MasterChef type build with two awesome uh, Aussie artists, Alice Ivy and Mallrat, right? Ooh. And myself. Super against, group. It's a big super group building on Minecraft, right? So she, she's teaching them how to sort of build on Minecraft and they're looking through the section and they go, oh, there's a llama. I could spawn a llama. <laughs> And they spawn a llama and there's a llama walking around. That's good. They, they go, oh, this is really fun. They start spawning llamas everywhere, okay? Next minute, the llamas go missing and the whole server, which the world is on, slows down because they have a thousand llamas everywhere, which they can't find. And they need to pay extra to up their subscription no! to handle the data of these missing llamas. Did you find the llamas? Did you find them? A thousand they llamas? Find the llamas. So when you create a llama, does it can they can then they then can Wanders the llamas? Up. In Peru, <laughs> they walk through the Andes, you know, and it's the same. And so Woods was hunting down llamas <laughs> all of yesterday instead of doing work. She had to find oh, the llamas. Llama, llama, red pajama. It's all going down. Have you read that? You wouldn't read that book. No, I, I've read no, it because it's, I uh, do not it's have an eighteen-month-old daughter. But thank you very much for joining us here today on All Day Breakfast. Hope your day is going well and all your llamas are accounted for. Our big show today, Matt O'Kine. Not only do we have the parasite of the week, but we've divvied up the country into two categories, and we're about to get we're about to get into it here, aren't we? I think. Yeah, I think abs- online the last twenty. For hours, people have really gone into bat for their side. It has turned the world on its head. Uh, we're splitting up people. We're getting people mad. Feeling very passionate about the biggest debate of the decade. Yep. Do you clean as you go, or go and then clean? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, it's the topic that divided a nation yesterday. Uh, we discussed on the podcast, do you clean as you go, you go and then clean. Now, I am very much team clean as you go. Give us an example of when you've done this, Matt, in your in your life. What What's your uh, cleaning up as you go along story? Oh, I mean, I clean, I will clean multiple utensils several times whilst I'm cooking. Oh, you're an absolute no. moron, mate. <laughs> no. what Just is, in case. What are you doing? Just, because I, like... I'll be like, well, that is probably the last time I need that <laughs> cutting board and then I clean it and then I put it back and then if I need to clean it again, I'll be like, well, you know what, I'll just clean I'll just clean it again and I just use it and then I clean it again. Because so you're literally admitting it's three times as much work. No, because you oh maybe. <laughs> you you put a yes, even if it is three times as much work. It's three times as much satisfaction oh, when I get right. to enjoy my meal, knowing as one user, Ty, mm-hmm. says, says, when I sit down for the meal, the only thing I need to wash 
is the plate and the cutlery that's about to be used. <laughs> now that is how you enjoy a home-cooked meal, my friend. All right. Well, we did ask you whether you're on the side of Matt, which is cleaning to go, or me, who likes to prepare everything, use everything once, finish the meal, occasionally Just, wait till the next morning, no, uh, but then eventually, all, all eventually, in, the in a single fell swoop, take care of all your business. Uh, so you enjoy preparing the meal. You... Don't as much enjoy cleaning it, but um, it gets done at once and it's not as much work you, as the other side of things. Do you share your meal, by the way, when you're eating it? Do you share your meal with um, with that little annoying devil on your shoulder? Going, <laughs> hey, hey, Daiso, got a whole kitchen filled with crap to clean after this. No. Enjoy. No, you no, no. You no, give it a little taste of your spaghetti bolognese and think about the big pool of muddy red water that's sitting in that big pot just sitting there? No, you don't think about that? No, no, my devil is well fed and so shuts up. Uh, He's not hangry and annoying me the whole time. Anyway, uh, we have thrown it out there. It's getting heated already. And uh, Chris is joining us uh, not only on on the phone, but joining us from his hotel quarantine. Chris, you've just arrived back in Australia. That's right, boys. I've been in hotel quarantine for not even 24 hours yet. Hey man, that's. I mean, you got you got thirteen days to go. I've had friends do this, posted their their you know times on Instagram. They are going out of their mind by the end of it. I swear. Are you prepared, Chris? Well, that's not comforting, but yeah, I'm I'm prepared to lose to lose my sanity. So it's going to be a long fourteen days. Uh, the question is, uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure you're not having parties in the room, but. The- Hotel rooms have a, a notoriously get messy pretty quick. Are you going to be keeping it tidy through the whole stay, or uh, just doing one big clean at the end? Well, it's they give you so they give you some clear plastic bags, but the room looks like I've been here for fourteen days already. I just <laughs> chuck stuff everywhere. But um, I, I think I need to do a little. I think I'll do a little clean at the end of each night. Put it in a little garbage bag and put it out for them because there's just. There's crap everywhere. It's, it's, it's no place to live for 14 days like this. <laughs> oh, so you'll say that you're saying you go, they go the clean as you go, or are you, 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 you're going to go and then for a day and then clean? Yeah, it won't be after each meal. I've still got stuff from breakfast and lunch like strewn across the oh, table. That's but disgusting. I'll be doing it, Chris. I reckon, end of the night. You're living in filth. It's not. It's not half eaten. Oh my gosh! But how no, relaxed is he? You know, he just got back from. He's just so relaxed. You don't no, need to be constantly room, attending got, to this I've got stuff. Nothing to do but relax. Yeah. No, okay. No, this is this is this is exactly the sort of thing that happens. Okay, when I'm with my partner, we have. N- not more than allowed the wheels of our travel bags to touch the carpet of the hotel, then (laughs) clothes just all over the place. They're like in drawers that we didn't, haven't even opened yet. Somehow there's stuff in those. Like you just need to take out a single T-shirt that you're going to wear that day and put it on and leave everything else in your bag, But if the T-shirt's at the bottom, the the clothes are coming out anyway. You may as well bring them all out and then just pick them up off the floor. Look, Chris, welcome home. Uh, Thank you very much for, uh, for joining us and we wish you all the best with the rest of your stay. Cool. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brie. Uh, looks like you might be jumping to Matt O'Kine's defence here. Uh, let us know. Clean as you go or go and then clean? I'm definitely on Matt's side with this. I'm clean as you go all the way. It's more efficient. The dishes are easier to clean. Mm, that's it. They're not caked with, like, dry exactly. rot. Oi, oi, yeah. oi, oi. I never said anything about not rinsing. 
You got a rinse. No. You got a rinse. <laughs> no, mate, you're backtracking now. Let, tell me, Bree, is this something that comes up in your household quite a bit? Oh, all the time. Like, like if you're making dinner, like, I don't know, like say you're making like a stir fry. If I'm like sitting there waiting for the garlic to brown, I think, okay, I'm just going to like, you know, wash up this chopping board that I'm done with. But Alex, you're just going to stand there and stare at garlic for five minutes. <laughs> Why? After dinner, you can put it away. It's fine. Get yeah, nice and full and clean. It's food, baby, to the kitchen to do this pile of dishes that you've left. All right. Well, Brie, well, what about this? Your bathroom. What's your cleaning schedule in your bathroom? Are you cleaning it every day? Oh, or do you like, wait for the grime to build up and then do it after six months like I do? Then <laughs> you've forgotten what colour the grout's meant to be by that stage. And you think you've done enough, but you haven't. All right, oh, so, well, but seriously, how often? How often do you clean the bathroom? Oh, every second day. Do you know Whoa. what I do? Look, this is where I'm at, and I and people will disagree, but I do a little clean while I'm sitting sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, my dad does that. What? He takes the cleaning chemicals to the shower. I bet yeah. Matt's wipe it after every drop. He's just <laughs> just making well, sure it's all clean I'll, to go and then I'll goes again. There, Do I'll a big there. wipe at the end, mate. I'll sit there and I'll be like, what can I reach that I can, like, clean up here? You know, there's, there's bits of hair on the ground and stuff. I usually clean those up a little bit and... You know, you've got problems. Oh, goodness me. All All right, right, well, Bree, thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. A couple of uh, people who have who uh, left comments under the video, and you can still do that if you want to. Check it out on uh, matt.n.alex on Instagram. Uh, Mitty Ned says, clean as I go, and if I drip sauce on my shirt, it goes into the washing machine, and I'll grab a new one before meal's done. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's dirty. Use it as the parachute. It, it's got to take all the hits. I feel like I'm going out of my mind here. <laughs> oh, well, um, yeah, always keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex on Instagram. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Here are some films that I'd like to see up on the silver screen. But I am stuck in my house because of COVID-19. Yes, and a very special Emmys edition of Marshy's Movies today. Matt O'Kine and I missed an invite to the online ceremony, but uh, our audio producer Chris Marsh in the studio to give us all the goss. Hey, Marshy. Yes, hi guys. A very different look Emmys this year with everyone at home on Zoom. <laughs> it's quite did you did how did you see much of it? I've watched a lots of bits and pieces, yeah, throughout the day. Yeah, lots of awkwardness. I mean, it started by them trying to trick us because Jimmy Kimmel came out and did his monologue and then they cut to scenes of the crowd from last year. Whoa. So it was okay. like visual canned laughter. Have a listen. Well, hello and welcome to the pandemies. You know what they say, you can't have a virus without a host. Some good wow. pun gear there. All fake. All fake laughter. Well, fake vision because they were cutting to la- people laughing at previous Emmys, <laughs> at previous wow. monologues he's done. Um, <laughs> he gave it away when the footage was in black and white. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some really old footage they could find. Is, is that well, Orson Welles? <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> then he proceeded to do a stunt with Jennifer Aniston, which a lot of people have said just pretty much sums up the Emmys and 2020. 
as they had a literal dumpster fire on the set, as he said, we're trying to clean the envelopes and rid them of COVID. So they burnt it in a basket and then it actually didn't go out. Have a listen. And if you grab the fire extinguisher. Oh, yes. Can I have this? Thank you. Okay. Oh, gosh. Once all the germs have been burned off. Okay, here we go. Perfect. Got it. Perfect. Got it. Okay. And, oh, wait, wait. Oh. Got it. Right. Now, this is exciting. Put it on. Oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> we are delivering Emmys live to some of the winning nominees in their homes. <laughs> You're a stagehand, yo. Put it out. Put it out. <laughs> wow. That really does symbolise the whole year, doesn't it? What and, a debacle. Um, and was that was that the was that the ridiculous or was it a disgusting joke that he made? I saw a headline about Jimmy Kimmel making a, uh, an awful joke. The joke that didn't go down well on Twitter was after John Oliver won Best Variety Special where he was up against the likes of Kimmel and, and uh, Colbert. This was the joke he made. Congratulations again to John Oliver. I will be reporting him to ICE tomorrow. I don't get it. Uh, ICE in the US is the Immigration and Customs Enforcement who look after people who are in the country illegally. Obviously, John Oliver originally from the UK. But lots uh, of controversy right, 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 at the right, moment right, about yeah. ICE. There were stories literally two days ago about them forced hysterectomies on people that were under detention. And, of course, we've had previous Whoa. stories about kids in cages on the border and stuff like that. So a lot of people going, let's not make ice jokes. Yeah, let's not bring that up at the current climate. Well, uh, they moved on to that and <laughs> things didn't also go smoothly. One of uh, my favourite actors, Jason Bateman, um, uh, was involved in a bit of a gaffe, Marshy. Yeah, this was at the Creative Arts Emmys, which are normally a separate ceremony a few days before. They stretched them out over five... Five nights of Zooms. <laughs> that oh would have been paid. If, if the normal Emmys are long enough, who needs five <laughs> nights of creative arts Emmys in the previous week, which are all the ones for like best minuscule sound editing in a non conformist <laughs> documentary? Anyway, Jason Bateman <laughs> was incorrectly announced as the winner, and they realized halfway through it being announced and just pulled the sound. Here's the audio. And the Emmy goes to. Jason Bateman It just stops. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> then a flashcard came up and said, an incorrect winner was announced. We'll be fixing it in a moment. Please stay with us. <laughs> Wait, I love that they had that flashcard ready. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, this, it's likely to happen. Please don't go. <laughs> Let's oh, have this wow. PowerPoint slide uh, in the holster ready to go. Oh, goodness me. I mean, in other big gaffes, apparently, I haven't watched this show yet, but apparently one of the clips they used in a nomination for um, the show Watchmen gave away the biggest twist in the show. Oh, no! <laughs> so they ruined it for anyone who hasn't watched Watchmen. Oh, oh my that's God. So well done there for the Emmys. But the big winners this year, Shits Creek, which I am loving at the moment, is absolutely my show of uh, lockdown this year. S-C-H-I-T-T, apostrophe yes. Yes. Yep. A show um, is actually Canadian, but is aired in the US, um, won all seven comedy awards in a row to kick off the night. Oh, my all God. All four of its actors, writing, directing, and best comedy show. So it sweeps Damn. the ball. I've never, I've never watched this show. I, I literally could not tell you what is it about. What's it about? What, what is it? The premise Without is... Without giving away the, uh, the largest plot twist, <laughs> yes, please, Marshy. Point. <laughs> the premise is that a very rich, well-to-do family who own a series of video stores <laughs> in the 80s lose it all to embezzlement and the only thing they're left to keep 
is the town that they bought as a joke uh, years ago <laughs> called Shits Creek, and they're forced to move there and live in the crappy motel. What? A byline. What like that is a concept <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, pitching it. But it's a hell of a one liner. But it's say, a fabulous, well deserved. Oh, it's a fabulous show. It starts slow, you have to get into it. It's now finished. The final season was this year. Mm. But it just gets better and better as you watch it. That was how it started. It ends up in a much more inclusive, loving place as Eugene and it's all in the family. So it was created by Dan Levy and his dad, Eugene Levy. Levy Levy. Um <laughs> And their sister is also in it. Sarah Levy is in it. Wow. So three members of the family acting in it. Dan oh. created and wrote it. Um, it's fabulous. Listen to Eugene when he accepted his award. I also want to thank this young man who took our fish out of water story about the Rose family and transformed it into a celebration of inclusivity, a castigation of homophobia, and a declaration of the power of love. So thank you, Daniel. Oh, that's really that's, nice from Eugene. amazing. And the, the fact that it first aired in 2015 and it's risen to the heights that it Didn't get has. a single Emmy nod in its first four seasons. Got a few last year and this year, nine in total at one. That is so Scoop great. Scoop the pool. It's on Netflix in Australia. It is a bit of a sleeper, but it is a great show and it... Certainly in the last few seasons, it's all heart. It's so beautiful. A big payoff in the end. Well, it showed the Emmys over five nights. It showed that it can be done. And uh, actually, Marshy, we, we've actually found out that the Australians are taking a look at this ceremony and thinking after a big cancellation this year, potentially the 2021 Logies could be done online. Yeah, absolutely. Australia's night of nights. It's happening. We, we have got the uh, inside scoop as to exactly how the whole day is going to be played out. Can you believe that, Alex Dyson, that they would trust us? I know. With the running order, we've managed to get our hands on the leaked running order for the 2021 Zoom Logies, and uh, this is what's going to go down. Of course, due to be hosted on the Gold Coast, organisers this year have promised to send every nominee a stripper's pole, along with two AFL players fighting on your doorstep to give you that true surfer's paradise feel. The pre-show buffet will mainly be buffering due to Australia's poor NBN connection, but we'll eventually start up with a red carpet live from Carl Stefanovic's house. It's actually meant to be white carpet. He's just spilt his wine on it already. Yeah, at 7pm, the bars will open. Uh, three types of beverages served at the Logies this year. Beers, wine, or the bottled salty tears of all the evicted Bachelor contestants. The awards will begin uh, with Gold Logie winner Tom Gleeson presenting the award for Best Drama Series to the Victorian Premier Dan Andrews for his 78-part epic uh, documentary, Everything Ready to Go. The series will pick up another two awards, Best Costumes for the North Face Jacket and Best New Talent, which will go to the Hot Auslan Interpreter. And, of course, all the awards will be dropped dropped off to each uh, winner in an Uber pool. So it will take a little while, possibly, to get there as it goes by a couple of different bars and nightclubs. But once it arrives, uh, the awards will wrap up around about 9pm. But check eBay at 9.01 for most of the awards because uh, it's been a tough year for some of these actors. The documentary Ruby Princess will be a big winner on the night. It's a haunting story about what looks on the surface like fun and a glamorous vessel, but is actually a massive drain on the planet's resources and riddled with disease. 
Ruby Rose will accept the Logie for the reality show based around her life, live from LA. Whoa, dude, are you firing shots at Ruby no, Rose? No, I'm not. What? I'm not. I'm firing what? shots at the Ruby Princess and uh, it's just the most famous Ruby I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ruby Rose. I don't know We're her sorry, at all. sorry, Ruby. <laughs> and at 6am, Carl Stefanovic will have done an all-nighter, um, but it'll be due to his new six-month-old baby in the next room and not just because he's on the wines. Put it in your schedule. Uh, schedule your meeting. It's the Logies 2021. And thank you, Marshy. I smell toast. Once again, it's time to dip into the world of the parasitic, uh, and it's parasite of the week. Manakine, you ready for this? I truly uh, th- this this segment has become a parasite. I don't understand <laughs> how it's managed to take over. It's found a healthy host and is now propagating. <laughs> well, that's right. That's what parasites do. But we love the word of science, love the world of biology, and the listeners love it as well. That's why this week's parasite of the week is a request from a listener. Cop this. Uh, Kia has got in touch on Instagram saying, geez, guys, I didn't think I could be any more keen to listen to Matt and Alex in the mornings until you added Parasite of the Week. Brilliant. I'm doing my PhD in immunology, so love a good squirmy parasite. One of my favourites is Leucoclodium, which infects snails and then goes up into their eye stalks and pulsates to make them more obvious to birds. Birds eat them, thus allowing the parasite to continue its path to world domination. So shout-outs to you, Kia. Uh, this week's parasite of the week is the Leucochloridium species, um, which, yeah, there's a few of them, and they sort of make themselves look like the food of snails. Snails eat them, go into the stalks, make them more obvious to prey. Then they get through the bird, get pooped out, and it begins again, the circle of life. Imagine just talking to a friend and suddenly their eye just starts going, (laughs) like blowing up and out like a snot bubble from a nostril. And you just think, yeah, I've never thought about this, but I really want to eat you now. (laughs) That's the world of parasites once again on here on All Day Breakfast. Parasite of the Week. All day breakfast. Now, Matt O'Kyan, not so much flying happening these days, uh, which is a bit of a shame because that means that your father's friends are no longer able to receive mud crabs overseas. Um, you were a muddy mule uh, growing up <laughs> at, at many occasions. Um, uh, and I have trans. I have travelled with crabs <laughs> more times than I would care to admit, mostly interstate. But as I mentioned on yesterday's show. Dad did force me to uh, to strap the old crustaceans to the to the belly and uh, fly <laughs> to London. No, he didn't. He put he asked me to put them in a big tube, a uh, like a post pack tube, and send them and take them to his friend under the arm, carrying some some uh, crustaceans, which is which is pretty good. And it did lead us to ask, like, what have you had to travel with? Because there was a guy who <laughs> went for a surf trip with. With, with a sourdough starter yeah, with a as sourdough well. starter, exactly, right? So, you know, we understand that there are various things that you find extremely precious 
that aren't easy to travel with, that aren't normal, I guess, to travel with, or, you know, regular to travel with, but you've had to make the trip with them anyway. So, uh, we're hitting up Danny from Sydney. Danny, you, uh, your dog accidentally put a few things in your suitcase. Yeah, she packed me a nice treat for my trip, but I didn't actually find it until I got to customs on the way back into Australia when they oh. x-rayed my bag. And what did they find? They found a bone and a pig's ear. <laughs> And she was like, what is this? <laughs> oh, no. Well, Anything know, to declare, Daddy? Rotting pig's ear that's been, like, how long had it been sitting in your bag for? Like two weeks. Oh, <laughs> and I never my. saw it. It's, what did you say when you go, that's not my bone? <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly whose bone it belonged to. <laughs> oh, how did you not find it, by the way? Like, did you just not take anything out of your bag the whole trip? Or did it, did it put no. it in a special pocket just as a real treat? <laughs> No, she just put it underneath all the clothes and, you know, I packed more clothes than I probably needed on the trip. Sure, and so dogs had... do bury bones usually, so you do yeah, put the yeah. stuff over the top. Real good at hiding them. Thanks very much, Danny. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Anna from Perth, you, uh, your parents made you take something to Bali. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, we were, I was about six and um, the babysitter packed a bag for us and they were having a murder mystery party in Bali, so there's a few key ingredients they couldn't get and... Um, I found out a few years down the track that I was packing seven bottles of Yellow Glen, um, <laughs> some Cryvac steaks, a big bag of fresh herbs, and a big bag of fresh mushrooms for their party. <laughs> what? What? what sort of party is, why Hang do on. they need all this stuff? <laughs> were they making a pasta sauce? Please tell <laughs> me that. I don't... It was, they were having a murder mystery party in Bali in the 80s, so who knows what they're up to. <laughs> yeah, so fresh <laughs> yeah. herbs and fresh mu- mushrooms. <laughs> That's what you want to be taking into Indonesia as a six-year-old. Um, how on earth did you make it back alive? Or are you just getting out of jail now and about to be oh on a reality TV God. show? Well, because we were so little, my sister was eight, that the um, the air hostesses were all nice. They took our bag for us and walked us through everywhere and stayed with us and got our bags. We didn't really touch the bags or anything because everyone was helping us and they were so all kind. Right. All right. Look, I am feeling guilty just being on this call, okay? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could be a, uh, what is it, accessory, accessory. to some... Crime, so that's I'm I'm off, and not just a murder mystery. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much, Anna. That's an incredible upbringing. We appreciate your time uh, having a chat to us. We'll catch you later. And Courtney from Melbourne, hello. Hi, how's it going? Really well, Good, thank, thank you. you. Uh, what have you had to travel with? Um, so when I was about five, uh, our dog passed away, and. We were traveling to Queensland, and so I thought it might be a good idea to bring our dog's ashes with us. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, is there pet cremation services? Yeah, we wow. actually have two of our dogs have been cremated, and um, yeah, I wrapped wrapped him in uh, my favorite blanket and put him in my backpack. And um, in my a jar and- in your blanket. <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> not just loose. <laughs> no. Carrying ash loose. All right, um, and. Uh, did anyone know that you're going to be doing this? No, no, I just I just decided to surprise everyone. My mum only found out about halfway to Queensland. <laughs> just, uh, how did she find out? Were you posing for a, a photo with the ashes? How, what was the... Did she go to put you to bed and just whip the blanket out and suddenly there's just dust everywhere? <laughs> no, I think she just opened one of my bags and was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> 
Either my child now smokes or she's brought <laughs> Rover along. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Courtney. We really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, guys. Bye. And uh, one final message here on Instagram from uh, Dana Pine says, uh, I had to carry a $50,000 diamond ring. 50G. Vietnam. Yeah, 50, 50K. I was traveling solo to a friend's wedding and it was their wedding ring. Oh, man. Well, I would I would give it to my friend and, uh, to Australia Post. Let's be let's be honest. We don't want that, we don't want that in the in the mail going over Turning it up on the second last day of the honeymoon. Sorry, we missed you. I was here the whole time. <laughs> Fools. All day breakfast. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Very much appreciate. Thank you, Marshy, for his movies. And apologies to Ruby Rose, who I've never met and don't know. And uh, from what I hear, is lovely, though. Uh, but kind. <laughs> yeah, thank you for getting in touch with us as well. All the great calls we've had. Talking to people in quarantine, people who are clean as they go. Much respect to you. Oh, the debate keep, continues. <laughs> yeah, keep keep telling your side of the story at Alex on Instagram, and we will leave you on today's episode with this. That's right. Marley Grace, listener, got in touch uh, after yesterday's story of Dwayne The Rock Johnson ripping the gates off its hinges in order to get to filming uh, due to it being uh, knocked, its power being knocked out due to some bad weather. Uh, Marley Grace has heard this story and had something to add to it. So we'll leave you with her story as we finish up this episode of All Day Breakfast. Have a good one and we will catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey guys, I thought I'd just let you know a story that was um, somewhat similar to what The Rock seemed to experience the other day. About a year ago, I was trying to leave my house. I'm a school teacher and I had an excursion early in the morning and I couldn't afford to be late. And the house I used to live in had these gates at the front and um, they were awful and there were these like cast iron, big old school looking things and they were like remote controlled. And the gate won't open and I've like kept on pushing the buzzer and it would just jolt to be like trying to tease me and I'm like, oh no. And I've like tried to like lift it and like move it along the tracks that it was on. And it's like fallen towards me and it's super heavy and it's kind of hit my hand and like my hand was all swollen and I had to go to the office and ask the sick bay ladies for an ice pack. It was that bad. They thought it was pretty funny the body corporate, after they've like held me captive in my own place and I've had to break out, um, they had the nerve to like ask me to pay for the damage to the gate. Guys, you are holding me hostage in my own residence. Like, they had the nerve to ask for money. I was so livid. And if you want to answer a talkback topic, uh, but can't make it on the phone, send us a voice memo. We'll uh, try and get it on the show. Yeah, when have you not been able to leave? There's one. <laughs> I'm feeling that sensation right now. (laughs) Ah, no, I got over it. Let's go. Bye. That's it. All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.